1: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
2: Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled In the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Instructions
2: and rules
4: to teach your son. I saw it build as what fathers should teach their sons. I remain committed to the idea that the best scenario, not always possible, but the best scenario is for a boy to have a strong male role model.
3: Absolutely. freaking lutely And anybody who disagrees with that is a fool wrong.
4: or just a, a wrong. Unable to come to terms with their own situation. And you plucky single moms whose rotten husband flaked or whatever, uh, you're doing your best, and God bless you, with you 100%. But it is less than ideal. And I think in an honest moment or after you've had 10 drinks, you would, you would agree with me. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to get after it, let's get after it. First, a quick word from our friends at Simply Save Home Security, offering 50% off their award-winning security system. 50% off. Did you know? You probably did know this because you're up on the news. Package thefts, robberies, burglaries skyrocket during the holidays because scumbags want to steal your presents.
3: Saw a story in the news last night of an Amazon driver who would drop off the packages and then steal the packages he dropped off. Uh, you don't know that unless you had a camera set up or something like that, and that's part of what you can get, the 24-7 professional monitoring that you get with Safe, all kinds of sensors and cameras and HD security cameras, by the way, inside and out, just smarter ways to detect motion that will only alert you when a threat is real, good stuff. And with their 24 seven professional monitoring services that cost under a buck a uh, d- buck
4: a day, that's less than half of the price of like ADT's traditional system. Uh, they can tell the cops it's a real b- break in. We're certain of it and you get higher priority response. So go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong, get 50% off any new system. Biggest discount of the year, 50% off simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. There's no safe like simply safe. Uh, Number one, never shake a man, and these are not in any particular order, never shake a man's hand sitting down.
3: Stand up. Well, that's a pretty good one. Yeah, that's interesting, but it's good. I had that situation and- just the other day, and I thought, I should stand up, but I'm kind of tired.
4: <laughs> you know i will i will tell you also uh by preface as i should have earlier um these range from the incredibly important and touching to the amusing.
3: i did that just yesterday afternoon and afterwards i thought i should have stood up but it was it was honestly because i was tired <laughs> this one's just funny i did it Don't in tend- front of my own son okay we'll oh, get on to yours. you did the opposite of what i did I, saw, I, I, I modeled sitting down to shake a man's hand the
4: man at the barbecue grill is the closest thing to a king. Do not challenge him. Do not correct him. Respect him. Because he'll spit his dog or? grill. <laughs> it's his grill. In a negotiation, so, so don't stand, yes? okay. don't
3: stand next to the guy flipping the burgers and say, I think, I think they're ready to come off, aren't they?
4: You're going to get scalded <laughs> by a hot spatula. You do that in my house. <laughs> <laughs> That's how
3: I deal with that. Oh my God! You're a psycho, honey. We're leaving. Now, now your face is medium rare. Barbaric.
4: <laughs> oh my God! We're not going to get through many of these. <clears throat> <clears throat> he scalded me. We're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good reason. You're we... an effing lunatic. <laughs> what? 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 You, yeah. you, you? 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 backseat grill? You told me how to grill. So I scalded you. That's. It's, it's, everybody would do it. This is pretty good advice, having studied the art of negotiation through my adult life. In a negotiation, never make the first offer. The, the point being that that pegs the negotiation. You know where they are. Uh, and if it's like way low ball, you know you can try a high ball and then walk away. Or they might say a number that's beyond acceptable to you. And you can
3: then see how far you can push, boy, I had a good situation with that the other day, and we aren't gonna get through these, but we're in no hurry. um with my kids in the uh, they, they were with me, so I bought this motorcycle. I bought a used motorcycle, and uh, the guy had list had it listed at sixty eight hundred dollars and um and uh, i I was on the phone with him as we drove over there, and I said, Um, how about sixty five And he said, all right." and uh, I got off the phone with my kids and I said, "Did you see how long that took?" I said uh, uh, Tim the salesman, who Joe and I both know. This was his quote that always stuck in my head. You never lose or make money faster than when you're negotiating. It's impossible. It's impossible. I made $300 in a half a second there. Yeah. And uh, I told my kids that you just, there's that money changes hands so fast when you're negotiating. It's, it's shocking.
4: This is funny. This is funny. The next one, request the late checkout. I, I always tell Judy, no, we'll just get a late checkout. She's like, oh, well, I don't know if we should ask. And I'm like, no, I'll call. I'm if not- it's
3: not a problem, they'll say, go ahead. And 95% of the time, they say, no problem. You're right, and I'm with Judy. I'm You're absolutely right. I've never had anybody say no, ever. But I have a guilt feeling about it. It's weird. Mm. I don't know where it even comes from. The rules say 11 really should get out of there's no good reason for it and the room was really expensive so let me stay
4: another it's a negotiation i'm always courteous and say hey I'm, I'm gonna be really rushed to get back from a meeting would it be a problem if i checked out at one and again sometimes they'll say oh gosh later than noon would really press us and i'll say okay i'll make it noon
3: i say i can leave here at one with a clean carpet or i can lean here <laughs> now with a real mess to clean up it's your choice that's what i say We're taking a look
4: at some of these rules fathers need to teach their sons. Uh, They range from the lighthearted and amusing
3: to uh, just absolutely great. Um, I'm going to tell my son today. Remember yesterday when that guy came by and shook my hand and I stayed seated? That was not right. That's not what you should do. I got to tell him that because that was a bad move on my part. Mm. When entrusted with a secret, keep it. That's a good one. It's
4: absolutely true. I had a tough one the other day. Um, it was just a so good. Told, well, a friend told me something in confidence about his health. Mm. And and I I I am very good at keeping secrets. It's it's locked away for good. And a mutual friend came up, and he had like three quarters of the story and said, hey, do you know what's going on? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and he, he, he cares about this mutual sure. friend. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, hell, what do I do now? Play dumb or that? Nah? Anyway. Oh, that's it. Uh, 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 Hold your heroes to a higher standard. In other words, pick your heroes carefully. Mm, okay, Make sure they're worthy of your admiration. I like this one. Return a borrowed car with a full tank of gas. Wow. Well, That's this- funny. Somebody told me that a long time ago. I do that.
3: This was written back when gas was like $3 a gallon. No, it's completely different times we live in. <laughs>
4: is it? Or is it more important, you weasel? I'm sorry, Weasel was out of line. I
3: apologize. No, so you borrowed. If you borrow somebody's vehicle, you're at least a mink of a man. If you're borrowing a vehicle from someone to use it, oh, that makes sense.
4: Yeah, yeah. Return it with a full tank of gas. It's just a nice gesture. Uh, I like this. Play with passion, or don't play at all. Are we talking about the bedroom, or? Well, you could be, I suppose. It's sports, I think that sort of thing. Mm. When shaking hands, grip firmly. Look them in the eye. That's that's right at the top of the list. Sure. And, you know, A classic. I meet somebody who doesn't, I immediately judge them harshly. God, who did I meet the other day? And I probably not wouldn't. permanently, but
3: initially. Right. I met somebody the other day. Uh, I can't remember. I wouldn't say even if I did remember, but it was somebody like important and powerful and had the super limp, barely touched my hand handshake. I thought, wow, that's interesting.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I like this. It's more a saying than advice, but don't let a wishbone grow where a backbone should be. Another one, just worthy of a second. If you need music on the beach, you're missing the point.
3: Ah, (laughs) good one. That's not advice
4: exactly. Uh, You marry the girl, you marry her family. Be like a duck. Remain calm on the surface. Paddle like crazy underneath. That's
3: good. Quack at appropriate times.
4: (laughs) Eat lots of lettuce. (laughs) Experience the serenity of traveling alone.
3: Oh, I love You've that. done that a fair amount. A lot, yeah. yeah. Well, back back before I had kids. Almost never now. Yeah, uh, Never be afraid to ask out the best-looking girl in the room. That's a good one. That's one I wish I had lived my whole life. Oh, if I have any regret, regrets on my deathbed, it'd be that one. Yeah. Be, be, be bold. You know what? You will
4: lose. You will be embarrassed. Just do it again. Mildly. And, and you'll be rewarded. Mildly embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. And finally, a couple more. Never turn down a breath mint. And try writing your own eulogy and never stop revising it. That's a good one.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
4: Jack
2: Armstrong and Joe Getty. I've you. Let's go, Brandon. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh
4: This is a terrific article. Jeff Fowler in the Washington Post. Tour Amazon's dream home where every appliance is also a spy. Here's everything Amazon learns about your family, your home, and you.
3: I have no desire for this. So when I hear these kind of stories, like, unless somebody forces this upon me, I don't think I'm going to do it. But go on.
4: Oh, yeah. I tell you what. I have over the years had several experiences where, like, we got new thermostats. And uh, you can sign on to smart home where you can do this, that, and the other, and it's great. But they want all sorts of information right, about you. Right. And they're collecting all sorts. That's, that's why those things exist. Uh, anyway, uh, he points out that Amazon collects more data than almost any other company uh, in tech. Amazon says all that personal information helps power an ambient intelligence to make your home smart. It's the Jetsons' dream, but it's also a surveillance nightmare Many of Amazon's products contribute to its detailed profile of you, helping it know you better than you know yourself. Amazon says they don't sell our data, Jack, <laughs> but there aren't many U.S. laws to restrict how it uses information. Right. Whatever.
3: What percentage of people care? Would you guess at all? Oh, wow. Because I, I feel. Because I feel like twenty. I feel like the world is chipping away at, at and I'm. They've gotten me closer to not caring than I used to be. I used to fight it hard. Yeah, and I've little by little given in to where it's like, okay, I got to. I didn't have Gmail, I didn't have anything Google for a long time. But then I had to have Gmail because my son has Google Classroom, and that's the only way I can check up on his blah blah blah. So little by little by little, I had to just give in to the what are you gonna do? And so I'm wondering at this point, what percentage of people just don't care at all? And uh, and and those of us who are fighting it, we're we're a dying breed. Well, and there's a chunk of people who do care, but they figure, well, they
4: have it all anyway. So yeah. Uh, data that seems useless today, Jeff writes, could look different tomorrow after it gets reanalyzed, stolen, or handed to a government. Mm. And then he discloses Amazon founder Jeff Bezos owns the Washington Post. Jeffrey, That's Jeffrey the guy. That's the same guy. Right. <laughs> yeah, so okay. So he goes through Amazon's products and, and how they collect data and, and what it might be used for. Uh the Echo Speaker. Among the best-selling speakers in history, Echo's responded to the wake word Alexa to summon the voice assistant to play music, answer questions, shop, and control other devices. I have
3: two in my home. Each of my kids has one, either the little one or the big one.
4: I, I'm i tempted to do what I haven't done for a very long time to our listeners. Alexa, order a 1,000 tons of dog food. <laughs> Uh, actually, it probably won't respond to my voice. I think it's more sophisticated these days. But anyway, uh, what it knows, it collects audio recordings through always-on microphones, keeps voice oh. IDs to differentiate users.
3: I forget about that all the time when I'm in my kid's room. I was having a very uh, private conversation with my son yesterday.
4: With Com- your son and Jeff Bezos.
3: F- completely forgetting that there is a, a microphone right there.
4: Wow. And, and we're way more sensitive than most human beings to being around live microphones and yeah. what that means. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. It and collects as, I, okay. and as
3: I've said for years, you're never going to get through this because I won't show <laughs> up. Shut up. But as I've said for years, if you believe that they can listen, but they're not, <laughs> you are a sap. Yes,
4: I would agree. So the microphone is always on, keeps voice IDs to differentiate users, detects coughs, barks, snores and other sounds i'm it making, logs. i make all yes. of
3: those noises when i sleep <laughs> <laughs> i bark <laughs> i snore
4: um uh, it logs I'm music I'm in... I'm <laughs> and actually i just coughed now but i cut the mic um it, they'll they'll hear you coughing and try to sell you stuff sell oh, you my cough god. Yeah. oh
3: my god they hear it, you coughing and that's why you're ending up with ads for a, you know nyquil Wow. Logs
4: Music and news consumption. Log, uh, uh, they know who's listening to what. They hear the
3: disappointed sounds sobbing of your wife and realize you need ED medicine.
4: Oh, boy. Uh, log smart home device activity and temperature detects presence of people through ultrasound.
3: Wow. But you, sir, you sh- sure, of course they pick up like, okay, there's a kid here. We, we, we've identified a child. Here's all, all the child products that will push your direction. Sure. Wow. Yeah. Boy, this person's listening
4: to the Armstrong and Getty show. I'll sell them, I don't know, sophisticated uh, music and novels. (laughs) Because they're obviously very
3: advanced. Dried food, because they're going (laughs) to probably preppers.
4: Right, right. Uh, why that matters, it counts snores? Yes, if you turn that on, Alexa can hear more than you might realize. Amazon touts privacy controls like a physical microphone mute button, but when I downloaded my Alexa voice history, I found the Echo had recorded many sensitive conversations after its microphone activated
3: unintentionally. Right, so that gets to my whole, if you think that they have the technology to listen to you all the time, but they have they just out of the goodness of their heart, and they could profit from it, but they're just not because
4: they're good people. You're crazy. Amazon says its systems now double-check whether you intended to say the wake word and label accidental recordings. (laughs) Only after years of criticism (laughs) did Amazon add a setting to not keep any audio recordings. Wow. How about your Ring doorbell? It's another Amazon product. It's been great for the Internet, videos of various things happening. Mm -hmm. Good for the coppers, too. They've uh, apprehended some bad people.
3: Good for embarrassing the hell out of people. There's that. Like somebody oh. who, I uh, you know, saw somebody adjusting their junk the other day. Mm. Uh, somebody at their finger in their nose right before they came into a house and stuff like that. Those, those go viral on your TikTok or whatnot. Oh boy. Realize wow. you're always on camera in the modern world. Unless you like go in a closet and shut a door. Uh, somebody's watching you.
4: Uh, Ring doorbells have tiny cameras inside that let you live stream, record, and interact with whomever is at your doorstep, even if you're not at home. What it knows is live and recorded video, audio, and photos of the outside of your house, when people come and go, and when you receive packages, status of linked devices like lights. And why that matters is you're not the only one who wants to peer through your doorbell. Police have made tens of thousands of requests for Ring video clips, and Amazon has handed footage to police without owner's permission at least 11 times this year. Uh, Amazon says it reserves the right to respond to emergency police requests when they relate to matters of life and death. Uh, Ring brought surveillance cameras to millions of more homes, igniting a privacy debate about recording neighbors without permission.
3: Well, we we did the story last week, I guess, and San Francisco is the first city in America where the police department is working with businesses. And uh, it's it's an an agreement between the businesses that they'll turn over all their, because they got all the security cameras, they'll turn all that stuff over to the police if they ask.
4: Yeah, and and I understand in a crime-ridden San Francisco and similar cities where people might think, yeah, for God's sake, I'll do whatever I can to help yep. because this is no way to live. But, you know, that sort of thing evolves. A surveillance state always becomes a nasty surveillance state.
3: It is. It is just, well, it's happening. It's not going to happen. It's happening. And it's just a matter of time, isn't it? Like, I can yeah. fight it, but it's just a matter of time. I think that's probably the attitude of a lot of people. Look. That's where we're going. They're going to know everywhere you drive, everything you buy. It's just everything. And it's it's going to happen. It is happening. So get used to it.
0: Armstrong and Getty. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and...
2: Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. want a personal privilege. Don't get brazen with me. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: I have a habit of declaring everything the biggest story in America or the world. But this is one of them that should be in contention, and that is the number of people we have in America who don't work and ain't looking for work. It is an underreported story, as the author of the book Men Without Work would tell you. His name is Nicholas Eberstadt. He's one of those think tank geniuses. This book actually came out in 2016, but he's got a post-pandemic update of it out because it has been exacerbated by so many of the policies. I'm going to read you the whole blurb that explains the book because it's damned interesting. It also explains how... Because we've been asking this for a long time now. How is there a help wanted sign in every single business you go to when you got millions of people not working and all that sort of stuff? Uh, Well, it's people just don't want to work. We have more people not wanting to work than we've ever had. So let me read this. Nicholas Eberstadt's landmark 2016 study, Men Without Work, cast a spotlight on the collapse of work for men in modern America. Rosie reports of low unemployment rates. And full or near full employment conditions, he contends, were overlooking a quiet, continuing crisis. Depression-era work rates for American men of prime working age. We're talking men between 25 and 54. they are actually more, a higher percentage of men not working, not engaged in the workforce, than at the end of the Depression in 1940 when we had a 15% unemployment. But many of them by choice? The, they they weren't choosing it. Now it's by choice. Oh, right. oh clearly, yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. The grim truth is over 7 million prime-age men are neither working nor looking for work. Conventional unemployment measures ignore these labor force dropouts, but their ranks have been rising relentlessly since 1965 on unflinching analysis is, in the words of the New York Times, an unsettling portrait not just of male unemployment, but also of the lives of deeply alienated men from so- civil society. And that's where you get all these deaths of despair and all the various things going on and um, and you know about, well, all kinds of different things we can get into. The famed American work ethic was once near universal. Men of sound mind and body took pride in contributing to their communities and their families. No longer, warned Eberstadt. And now, six years and one catastrophic pandemic later, the problem has only worsened. It's been seemingly spreading now to prime-age women in the workforce and workers over 55. Women are catching up with men in terms of the whole, yeah, and I just don't think I'm going to work. Way to go, gals. Uh, in a brand-new introduction, everstat explains how the government's response to COVID-19 inadvertently exacerbated the flight from work in America. From indiscriminate pandemic shutdowns to almost unconditional unemployment benefits, Americans were essentially paid not to work. We've all seen how that played out.
4: Well, and, you know, while there is some small satisfaction in the things we've been saying for years coming true, uh, it's not good for the country. So, if you remove the incentives for productivity and, and, and grow
3: the incentives for inactivity what do you think you're going to get more of and less of so we've got 12 million open jobs and seven million men and several million women that just have no interest in working the truth is fewer prime age american men are looking readily for available work than at any previous juncture in our nation's history so let me get to some of the stats from this book as i went through it which are uh, quite amazing just for the record, I have no interest in working, <laughs> but I do it. If you're driving to work right now, you might feel that same way. And uh, you're joking, I'm sure. I know yeah, because, I know, um, of course, it's, for for most of us, we can't imagine not having that. Not just as your identity, but but all kinds of your being, your connection to society, to the providing for your family, challenges overcome. That sort of thing, sure. For every person, for every man looking for work, there are four that are unemployed and not looking for work. So, wow! Yeah, that's something. And that's in the 25 to 54. Uh, work participation is lower than in 1941. Unemployment was at 15%, as I mentioned. Of the 7 million labor force dropouts, if you break it down by race, uh, some groups are higher represented and lower represented in the numbers. Actually, if you go with whites and people of color, they're about equal. But among people of color, it's not the same. There are more as a percentage black people just not working, but much, much, much lower than the white numbers for Asian and Latino, which is interesting. Yeah. So if you throw all the people to color color the same, white and people of color about the same. Uh, less education is overrepresented. Uh 40 percent, though, have some college. 20 percent have a college degree. Of people that aren't working and aren't looking for work. Wow, well, that really
4: speaks to the fact that it's a much more widespread contagion than you might assume. I mean, it has to do with what's happening with the soul of the the country and
3: our culture, right? That's 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 his ultimate point, really, is that it's something about our culture and our and the way we look at the world and the universe and life and all kinds of different things, which is hard to turn around. Never married, way overrepresented as, as a number. Yeah, not surprising. Never married men, much more likely to be the, I don't have a job and I'm not looking for a job. Born in the U.S. Well, foreign born, way underrepresented. People who come here from other countries, they're working. Born in the United States, never married, much more likely to be doing whatever you're doing without a job.
4: You know, well, I'm sure you have more. I, I think I've, I'm arriving at something
3: close to a conclusion, but go ahead. Something close to a conclusion? Yeah. Um, disability plays a large role, are, have, has grown tremendously over the last five, 50 years, overlapping many different kinds of disability programs. I know so many people that, that don't work because they're on disability and you never ask, well, what's your disability? I mean, you're, you know, you're out here riding dirt bikes or on the golf course or whatever it is. What, what's your disability exactly? Surely you can do something. Uh, yeah, but they haven't been able. And this guy's a think tank guy that leans right, but he can't, nobody's been able to show any causality between the generous disability and the fact that we have so many people not working. It does seem clear that there is a connection though, because he can look at Texas versus California, for instance and they look at the latino immigrants which have about the highest labor participation rate of anybody in america uh, latino men who came here from another country uh-huh. very high participation rate much higher than you know white men in america but they got a much higher uh, participating rate in texas than they do in california and texas has much dingier disability payouts and programs than California does. That's the best they can do in terms of coming up with a cause and effect.
4: Well, and uh, demanding, you know, studies to show that that has a cause and effect relationship is silly to me. I mean, every experiment done from amoebas up to mice to human beings shows, you know, incentives and disincentives matter.
3: Uh he does get into some of um the percentages of people who don't have jobs and aren't looking for work and I know for a lot of you I mean I have I have trouble even saying that sentence out it seems so crazy to me it's almost like he said of the percentage of people who have three heads and can breathe fire I mean I just yeah. don't even re- I don't relate to that on any level not having a job and not looking for a job what but uh, of those people, pretty good chunk of them are uh, using some sort of drug to desensitize themselves, whether it's opi- opioids or smoking pot or whatever. Lots of screen time. The hours of screen time, whether video games or, you know, watching Netflix, very, very high. I mean, that crowd spends as many hours looking at screens as other people who work spend at work.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so that leads to my something like a conclusion. Uh I- We have in a fairly short period of time, uh, a handful of decades, gone from a highly interconnected society where you are in person relating with humans, looking them in the eye from loved ones to family to friends to neighbors to uh coworkers and employers church members fellow members of uh, your clubs and uh, civic organizations whatever little league i could go on and on but that personal contact that looking them in the eye matters we've gone from that to a highly disconnected society with the screen time and the video games and the Netflix and the rest of it. And what it has to do with more than anything is, and you could use a lot of different words, something like shame. Shame versus pride. Uh I, I will tell you, I got married fairly young. It's one of the best things I ever did. Because there were times I was willing to let myself down. But I was never willing to let Judy down. And certainly when we had kids, I sure as hell wasn't going to let my children down. Yeah, it's not even a thought. Not to mention my parents, my, my sister and my brother. I can't imagine what the disapproval of my brother, the naval officer, would be if I was a, well, I'll just be charitable and say nonproductive uh, adult male. Um And go on and on. Uh, just all those, it, 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 from the very close to the not so close interpersonal relationships, you could not bear the shame of being a deadbeat. That's what we've lost. Shame. The shame bell.
6: Shame.
3: And the nice shame lady. So deadbeat is a strong word. I have no problem with that word. I think not working, not looking for a job. You are a sad, sad individual. And I pity you. And you're wasting your life. You're wasting your life. And I think you're pathetic, and I pity you. And you might be listening right now. But, um uh what was i gonna say oh so do those people hang out with each other to avoid shame or are they so into the whole online word world of just texting and uh you know online porn or whatever, like you don't hang around with anybody or they hang around through the video games yeah and claim that's
4: the same as having a, a an in-person friend uh, i will tell you this from personal experience every drunk Or every guy who likes to drink maybe to excess really wants the people around him to do the same. Why? (laughs) Is it just because it's a better time? Well, partly. And is it partly because if everybody's doing it, the fact that I'm doing it doesn't stand out and I don't have to feel bad about it? Come on. Yeah. You know, the lack of moral instruction which is now morphed into r- bizarre, radical, critical theory uh, instruction in schools, it, it, we're, we're, we're reaping what we've sown.
3: Uh, so this guy is a religious guy who wrote that book and uh, you know, hopes for some sort of another great awakening. Uh, that's when the country a couple of times in our history has turned real religious all, all of a sudden. The um, Bible! For a variety of reasons. I don't think that's likely to happen. And I don't know if that's the only answer or an answer. I think it's less likely
4: to happen because we have such good drugs to deaden our souls.
3: Yeah, the whole, the whole, you can get enough to feel like you're living life out of the screen on your phone is a new wrinkle, certainly. Yeah,
4: yeah. Combine that with the actual drugs.
3: But he he gets into, um, and this is definitely true, we got to take a break, but... Um, the politics of this are going to be huge. What, what, what happens to your politics when you have an, as I, as I mentioned, it's growing now for women and for people over the age of 50, uh, 54. So if the, if it's a growing group of people who don't ever work and don't ever plan to work, how are they going to vote in terms of wanting politicians who give them more stuff so they can continue to not work? I think we're already seeing it. Yeah. Here we are. It's troubling.
0: Armstrong.
1: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
6: Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma. Delivering trail dominating power and captivating style, the new Tacoma was born to make your off roading dreams come true.
4: Jack Armstrong
3: and Joe Getty. And the, the Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh-huh. Obama is a long leg magnet, and you know how he got there—leg mm. lengthening. Mm. So people, people, do people do this? Is adults doing this? I remember hearing a story once about yes. doing it with your kids who were like really short.
4: Yeah yeah developmental issues that sort of thing physical developmental issues yeah so this is but this is for adults you pay $75,000 for the privilege of having your femur's broken and these adjustable nails inserted um then they send an electronic signal to your uh, remote control legs to stretch by was it a millimeter a day which doesn't sound like a lot was it a centimeter or a millimeter because one's 10 times the size of the other one a uh, 1 millimeter every day for about 90 days there's the pain, which is relentless Ambient The extension of the nails in his legs Stretch the nerves and tissue around the bones Especially the thick, meaty muscles like the hamstrings To an almost excruciating degree He couldn't walk for months They fill you with enough painkillers That it's bearable, John explains But his biggest fear was becoming addicted to the drugs So he weaned himself off the regimen earlier Than he should have
3: Couldn't walk for months?
4: Correct Why would someone like John, a handsome, confident, funny father to three? Wow. Glad to hear he's funny. You got kids and you can't walk for three months. Why would he shell out for a procedure that costs more than a Tesla and results in months of agony for a couple of extra inches? It's not like he was particularly short. He was just shy of the average height of an American man, which is five foot nine.
3: You're just below the average height. Well, come on, five, eight and a half to five, nine. I'd call that average height, right?
4: Well, and it's they mentioned he's a father of three, not whether he's still with his wife or whatever. Um uh But the opportunity to be above, above average was too good to pass up. I noticed that taller people just seem to have it easier. He says, laughing. He shrugs. The world seems to bend for them. Interesting. The tall and their power over hmm. all of us.
3: I'll, I'll be interested to see after he's taller if he feels like it's still a- as much about that as he thought. I don't know.
4: Yeah, so many people who make drastic physical changes thinking that's why I'm unhappy right. and figure out, no, I'm unhappy because I'm unhappy and then regret terribly the surgical and hormonal interventions they have used. But um we won't go off on that tangent. Uh So a couple of statistics. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Male height, particularly the absence of it, is one of the last social stigmas as if the new rules of body positivity fail to apply vertically. Of course, what? it's a GQ, so they're just way off the deep end of dopey, soft-headed, you know, body positivity. Wow. Uh, short guys aren't so much discriminated against as they are precru- precluded from stuff, like dating taller people, uh, making a basketball team, obviously. According to a 2009 study of Australian men, short guys make less money than their taller peers. About $500 a year per inch. That's Interesting. Five hundred a year per inch. So if I was I was five eleven for the longest time. Now because I'm old and bitter, I'm uh well old probably has more to do it to do with it than bitter. But now I'm five <laughs> ten, maybe five ten and a half. But so if I was, I'm six not feet,
3: sure you get shorter because of a bad attitude. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd
4: have had to if I was six one. I've made another thousand dollars a year throughout my life. After taxes, why, that would be inconsequential.
3: <laughs> I'm shorter, too. When I got measured for my chemotherapy, they did a laser measurement, and I had shrunk. Yeah. Like a full half inch. It was disappointing. Well, you get squashed down over the years. Well, you get worn down to a nub by life. That's what happens. True enough.
4: Um Let's see. Oh, you're less likely as a shorter guy to climb the corporate ladder. According to one survey, the average height of a male Fortune 500 CEO, six feet.
3: That's interesting. And every president we've had is uh, is on the taller end uh, in in modern times. Yeah, isn't it like every time or every time but one, the taller guy is one. Yep. Yeah. In the
4: modern era, yeah. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, let's see. So anyway, I mean, we could get more into it, but I'm fascinated.
3: Um, I've always been fascinated by the uh, how much the personality plays a role in that. I've known short dudes who 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 just had you know. Um, I don't know what the right word would be. I was going to say bigger personalities, but that's not just, I think it's confidence. I think, I think it's just a, a confident personality. They don't come off as their height. And I've known really big guys that like you forget how big they are because they're so kind of uh, wilting personalities.
4: Yeah, well, that, you're getting into some tendencies that are almost cliches with the small man's disease, where he has to try so hard, or the gentle giant, or what have. Yeah, you. I've never thought because he doesn't was want fair. to terrify everybody. I've
3: never thought that was fair. So if you're confident and you're short, you get labeled a small man's disease, where you could have right. the same level of, uh, you know, aggressiveness at six foot, and they would just. Call you a dick or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
4: Uh, so they they mentioned a couple of things in the context of this procedure, including uh, fixing bone deformities in children, which is a, a great thing, although it is a painful deal. Uh, and you know, I have to think of my hip replacements. That it's a very very similar procedure. I mean, you you saw off. The end of the femur, the the ball that goes in the socket of the hip joint. You replace it with a prosthetic and screw it in there and everything, or nail it, or however they do it. Um, I should know. Um, but I, wow. Okay. But if you would like to get this done, cost you about 75 grand, and wow. they'll do it for you in Las Vegas. That's a lot of money. So, um, uh... I'm thinking if you wanted to get like six inches taller. Number one, you'd look like a man on stilts. Number two, uh, the pain would be too much. By the end of it, you would be a hope. Well, you'd probably be dead from your opioid addiction.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
4: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.